Welcome to this episode. Welcome. Let's let's maybe try a different. You are see. hiding a child. <laughs> don't you don't throw that juju my way. Don't throw that fucking bad bad uh bad energy in my direction. You're not push a T. You can't just snipe my entire life that way. God bless. A little bit of ghostwriting led led to here. That's right. So uh, I'm Armin. That's Chase. What's up? And today, instead of doing what we originally planned, we originally planned to do uh, a review of Nas. Yeah, his new album, Nasir. His new album, Nasir. Which is uh, currently only available uh, via YouTube through the live stream that's saved on there, which is mad inconvenient because I can't have any other apps open while I listen to it, which yeah. means I can't play my Sudoku <laughs> while driving. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, I I listened to it on YouTube as well, uh, although I didn't listen to it on the live stream. For some reason, the live stream version for me was like the audio was all choppy. It was hmm. like skipping verses and stuff. Hmm. Um, and so I listened to it on uh, YouTube on like a playlist that had all the all the songs so i have no idea whether i listen to it in order or not and that's why we're not going to talk about nas's album but if we had to say a couple words about it i would say pretty fucking dope yeah that shit sounds like the gospel it's good (laughs) stuff yeah i don't care about nas which a lot of like hip-hop heads would be like that's blasphemy but i just i never got into to new york rap like the new york rappers that i like asap rocky um like Rakim maybe is like a stretch um those types of cats like I was never in the Jay-Z or Biggie or or like uh Wu-Tang Clan I was always a big fan of people that were trying to do styles from the south that lived in New York interesting so like Dipset like that was the only ones I really got into and they're really like influenced by like Houston and shit I can't believe you said you weren't really into Jay-Z or Wu-Tang dude it's just uh, I like I like more like West Coast style. Like I was more like Ice Cube, N.W.A., Tupac, gritty. So you're into good rap, okay? That's <laughs> nah, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, are you are you? Would you say you're like caught up now? Like, have you caught up with Jay Z? Have you caught up with Wu Tang? Because there's I, a lot there. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, what what would the word be? Like cognizant of what's out there. That's like the I'm right not. Word. <laughs> I'm not deaf to like. 36 chambers or you know reasonable doubt or the blueprint one two and three like i know all that shit bangs but it's just not my cup of tea fair enough you know i think that's totally fair you're missing of course the greatest new york rapper of all time mims big l (laughs) (laughs) and you just said mims there went all our credibility So if you haven't yet, just go ahead and hit that unsubscribe button, was, block, wait, and report. Which one was Mims? Was Mims? This Mims! is why I'm hot. This is is that Mims? Yeah. This his. is why. This is why. This is why I'm hot. He only named himself Mims so he'd have a fire ad lib to cut to. Mims, I'm hot because I rap. <laughs> <laughs> I rap because I'm hot. Is the worst. It might be the worst rap of all time. So what we are here to talk about, <laughs> since we. Uh, We've been cursed by the gods, and we're not going to get the Nasir album, it looks like, at least until tomorrow or maybe later tonight, if we're lucky. Uh, we're on yay time. Uh, what we are going to go over is the pretty much the biggest thing happening outside of uh, albums being released right now is this beef, which has ended now, between Pusha T, Push, King Push, and Drizzy Drake. 
Champagne Poppy. The beef is over. Wheelchair Jimmy love. from Degrassi. <laughs> Would you say wheelchair Jimmy? Yeah. Is that what yep. they used to call him? Yeah, it's his character on Degrassi. Uh, Wait. I sent you that music video yeah. for I'm Upset, and you didn't realize that that was just a big play on Degrassi? I knew that he was in Degrassi, but I, I didn't realize that that entire music video was a play off of Degrassi. Yeah, like all the people that get FaceTime in it. They're all from Degrassi? They're all it's like not that cast, the, the no cast that was with him. Come on. It's incredible. You gotta look up these. It's too bad that song sucks. I'm upset. Uh, I just lost a million dollar bet. I didn't. I didn't really like that song. Yeah, it's it's trash. Yeah, it's not it's not the best song. Um, but here's here's what we are gonna cover. Like Chase said, we're here to talk about the Pusha T Drake Bilth and uh, and its death. It's life and its death. What's beef? And um, I am really pumped about this because two of these three songs, at least in this recent beef situation in the past like month or so two mm-hmm. of these three songs are really fucking good one of them is fine <laughs> <laughs> and we'll start with the one that's just fine okay so here's the problem with calling that one fine that song infrared is what he's talking about right. which is push a tease uh basically he's like everybody in the community probably thought man this beef between little wayne push a t drake and a little bit of good music, <clears throat> the record label, not just good music in general. Uh, Imagine it's having done. a beef between you and good music. All, all of good music. <laughs> this this beef that is that has existed since 2006, pretty much. I did not know that. Um, it's pretty much dead, right? It's dead. And then Pusha T comes at Drake, the king of pettiness. Which we've talked about in other podcasts, not here. He is the king of, pettiness. but he is the most petty man on earth. I love Pusha it. Push a T one up to him, and he said, "You know that thing? You know how you did the ghostwriting thing, and you buried Meek Mill's career? I'm not. I'm not done with it. I'm not done with it. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do to you what Meek Mill should have done to you." All right. So before we get any more details, let's go ahead and and. Listen to Infrared for, you know, 15, 20 seconds. Let's get a, an idea of what the song sounds like. Uh, and then we can talk a little more about, about what's going on. So this is Pusha T's Infrared, which is the closing track on his most recent album, Daytona. It goes something like this. Infrared. The game's fucked up, niggas beats is banging, nigga your hooks did it. The lyric pinning equal to Trump's winning. The bigger question is how the Russians did it. It was written like Nas, but it came from Quentin. At the mercy of a game where the codes is missing. When the CEO's blinded by the glow is different. Believe in myself and the codes and Kendricks. Let the sock puppets play and they rolls and gimmick shit. Remember Will Smith won the first Grammy? So there's a lot there because... Chase, like, like I don't know if you guys had heard us say, but like I've said in the past, Chase is the hip-hop head in this duo. Chase is the one who knows all this fucking history, all the beef, all the relationships between these, like, weird, uh, all these companies and all the labels and everything, all the scissoring going on in this rap rap community. Chase is, Chase is privy to all of it. And so when Chase mentions, like, 
the Meek Mill thing. I know what he's talking about, but I thought that, you know, we just rubber stamp that it's over with and we all move on. Well, I, I did not realize that Pusha T every night before going to bed has been like reciting names like Arya Stark. And one of the names on that is like Drake, Drake, <laughs> Drake. <laughs> that's Drake. a good, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> so Aubrey, I be, before I like get into infrared uh, to any extent, I want to know, What's your genuine thoughts on the song? Because I know you don't hold it in the same regard that I hold it. I I don't so, so the type of the type of rap that I like is is much more I mean this might this might be, you know, just really fucking putting a huge like nerd flag, geek flag up, but the type of rap that I like is mostly like pop rap. You know what I mean? Like I grew up listening mostly the rap that I was listening to was like Eminem and West Coast rap. Mm. And a lot of that is much more like poppy, I feel like. And I also just enjoy I I like Drake. I didn't like Drake when I first heard him. I thought he was he was just like this real fucking feminine like dude that had like no I was like, what is this guy? Who is this guy? And then uh there's a couple songs that came out. I was like, This guy fucking jams. Like Ooh. I like this. And then, uh, and then I, I turned. So I've I've all, I've been a Drake fan for you know I don't know since like 2012 or 2013, but that's the type of rap that I like. And this rap I can respect it because Push is really fucking aggressive on it. Like the beat is it's sharp. It's like it's a spoken word that mm-hmm. is uh, repeated and modulated. And because of that, it has like a very like unsettling feeling because you're listening to literally two voices at once the entire time. Yeah, and this has no. Uh, it doesn't have the structure of like, say, a back to back, right? Which is the the Meek Mill, you know, the the Meek Mill, the dirt on Meek Mill's coffin, right? So, <laughs> push it pushes uh, track infrared is just it's one long verse. I mean, he just spits bar after bar after bar after bar, and then at some point it just stops, and it's like. To me, it was it was very sharp. It was very aggressive, but it was also really unsettling. And like, I don't know if I could like listen to this song in my car. And that really is kind of the like, if I want to listen to a rap song that I'm going to listen to regularly, it's going to be like while I'm doing laundry or while I'm putting <laughs> dishes away or while I'm driving. And I can't fucking listen to this while I'm driving. Are you kidding me? I would like, I would like, I'd spaz out and drive into traffic. It's just, I don't know. It's just it's too sharp and it's too aggressive for me to be able to like jam to it on a regular basis that's fair and i would say up until you said you became a drake fan you're like this shit bangs you had the same opinion that drake i mean that pusha has of drake which is he's a pussy (laughs) (laughs) and he steals all his styles which it isn't wrong which is something that i and like don't get me wrong i'm a humongous drake fan like the dude can do no wrong in my eyes but i also like I'm I also realize that he that's what he does and that's why he's good. He's able to take SoundCloud rappers, he's able to take like a little pomp, like a Playboy Cardi, <clears throat> like these new up and coming artists, and he's able to see their style, emulate it, do it better than they can, then have the production and the verses come in to make it into a super fire hit. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't understand about Drake. They're just like, man, he just keeps pulling number ones. But like, the thing is, he's like ending people's careers early. <laughs> and and honestly, like, if you look at someone like, uh, do you remember the song like Club Going Up on a Tuesday? Yeah. 
by I Love McConan. Yeah, yeah. Like, I have what no happened? idea who that is. So that's the guy that made the song. And Drake's like, <clears throat> I'm going to sign this dude to my label. And I'm going to cannibalize this sound, make it my thing for a while. And then I'm going to dispose of his body in the Toronto Bay. Oh, my God. He, vir- <laughs> he Virgiled him. He, oh, Ooh. <laughs> that's foreshadowing. <laughs> so that's, that's what Drake's really good at. And basically what Pusha T did with infrared is like brought all that shit back up. And what's really awesome about how Pusha T did it is it comes as the last track on Daytona, which is like, like why they were recording this Pusha had to have known. He was just like, I'm making gold. God damn. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is straight fire. Like Kanye gave me all the good beats and he's making me sound better than I ever have more honed in. Um, but it comes right after this track called what would Meek do? which is fire ah, interesting which is fire right he's like angel on my shoulder something something devil on my other shoulder what would meek do like it's just a sick ass song kanye delivers a kind of like mediocre line but that's besides the point that flows straight into infrared they almost sound like they're the same song that we're getting fascinating so, so that, like i've only i've only listened to daytona once and i wasn't paying attention to it so i didn't realize that you got it you got to go back man that thing's it's gold okay but it's gold. <laughs> it's gold, I tell you. Uh, so, yeah, what, what we have with, like, Infrared, right off the bat, he basically compares Drake to pretty much the most hated man in America by at least 60% of the population, Trump. It's be- <laughs> it is, listen, don't get me wrong. As far as beefs go, I was like, the I heard about this beef. I feel strange saying that. I heard about this beef between Pusha T and Drake when I heard duppy freestyle mm. and i was like oh what did push it do like why why is he doing this and then i listened to infrared and i was like oh so so it was what what's also <laughs> cool is like this is very much a bait push oh, T yeah. had to have made this and he's just like man if he bites he bites <laughs> and drake bit <laughs> drake bit so fucking hard he man did. he went all in and that's it what did. led to Duppy freestyle. So before before we listen to Duppy, I want to know if other than uh, other than wh- what are the charges right in the in the court of rap opinion? What are the charges that Pusha T is bringing up against Drake? Other than him being a little bitch, he's like, "Yo, you little bitch, I still so fucking hate you." So the charges are essentially the same that they've always been. First, you're a pussy, Drake. Second. You steal all your flows and you're not authentic. You can't find your own identity. You're a chameleon that just copies and borrows everything. Right? So he's saying all that. Harsh. And then he's just like also saying, and I haven't forgot about the Quentin thing. Like, we know you don't write your own shit, which is fine, which is fine. So basically, Pusha knows, do I call him Pusha? Mr. Mr. T? I don't know what Pusha T Mr. Pusha T. Not Mr. T. So Different guy. Pusha knows what buttons to push here, right? He knows exactly what is going to get Drake to be like, oh, this motherfucker. Like while he's popping champagne bottles at the top of the tower in Toronto, he's like, oh, this motherfucker wrote some shit about me. Fuck. And like that night goes out and, and you know, in a fit of rage, puts together Duppy Freestyle. Which is fire. Yeah, it is. Let's, Which is yeah. Go let's, ahead. We have to listen. We have to listen to at least a piece of this song because this is where this. I believe, in my opinion, this is where this beef goes from. Like, oh, these two guys don't really like each other to like keep being angry at one another. This music is incredible. Run that shit. 
So if you rebuke me for working with someone else on a couple of V's What do you really think of the nigga that's making your beats? I've done things for him I thought that he never would need Father had to stretch his hands out and get it from me I pop style for 30 hours then let him repeat Now you popping up with the jokes, I'm dead, I'm asleep I just left from over by y'all putting pen to the sheets Tired of sitting quiet and helping my enemies eat Keep getting temperature checks, they know that my head overheats Don't know why the fuck you niggas listen to Denim and Steve Must have had your infrared wrong, now your head in a beam Y'all are the spitting image of whatever jealousy breeds Don't push me when I'm in album mode You're not even top five as far as your label talent goes You send shots, well I gotta challenge those But I bring calicos to the album Yikes if there's, if there's any way for me to, in a visual sense, represent how I feel about this song when it came out Again now think of it in the timeline. I haven't uh, story of Adidon hasn't come out, so Pusher's response hasn't come out. My response to this, my reaction to W Freestyle, is that gif of like the super excited black guy and his fe- and his friends. You know what I'm talking about? Where he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. like runs past the camera. <laughs> oh, that's what I was thinking. I was like, holy shit! Like Drake came out and within the first 20 seconds of the song was like blowing fucking middle fingers up to Kanye. Like not even he's like, you know what, Pusha? I'm not even gonna fucking talk to you. I'm gonna talk to your boy that's writing all your fucking beats bro and it was in just like a perfect drake song i don't I'll, know I'll how to you, describe it i'll tell you what meme it really looked like just watching your reaction here in real life you know the uh uh <laughs> it's the it's the picture of the black uh black third grader and he's just like ah! <laughs> has his hand on his face and he's laughing it's just like guess what and it's chicken butt like that that was you right there like ah! <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I've heard this song a lot of times between when it was released and right now, and it still gets me every time. This is the type of music that I will listen to on a regular basis. So, like back to back, I can rap that shit word for fucking word, and that's, because I listen to it that much. That is that is the magic that is Drake, right? <laughs> Can't fucking and stop that, him, and that's why he he murdered Meek Mill, right? So <laughs> so what Pusha knows is that that's what Drake's gonna do, right? Like. Drake's going to respond, but he's going to make it a hit. He's going to make it something that charts on the billboards if it gets released on a streaming service. Whereas Meek Mill's like, I'm going to write some stuff on Twitter. I've had way too many Xanax or something. (laughs) (laughs) The boy just went off, right? And took shots at Drake unprepared. Drake makes a hit. Pretty much ends his career at that point, which is really sad because he had just put out uh, Dreams. What is it? like? Dreams, Money, Can't Buy or some bullshit. It was a really good album. Which I've had heard Meek is good, but I've literally never listened to any of his music. Which had like a then. Drake feature, had a Nicki Minaj feature. It was it was sick. Puts that out, but basically that gets cut in half. And I ruined s- his relationship with Nicki. <laughs> Later, but he did that Just shit Poisoned that shit. He was like, I'm going to poison this I ground. S- so that's, that's funny. I saw Meek Mill on tour that summer, and that was the summer the album came out, and he didn't perform any of the songs from it. That's fucking sad. Yeah, and he Poor was the guy. opener for Nicki, so basically Ooh. everything Drake said was true. Ooh. Anyways, back to Duppy. So, man, those opening bars. I never, I would have never in my life guessed Drake would turn on Kanye like that. It hurt. It hurt so bad. (laughs) It was aggressive and it was immediate and he shows no remorse. I remember hearing Duppy Freestyle, having no idea the context of what was going on, having no idea who he was even talking to, and thinking to myself, I love this song already. I mean, there was no there was no wow, doubt behind it. Wow. 
The production is fucking incredible. It it's sounds a, like something you play at a funeral, to be honest. Like that beat. It does kind of sound like something. That was, well, that was pretty nice. It was supposed to be Push's funeral. And for a couple days, now, for a couple days, everyone was like, Pusha, what did you do? Why did you Why did you what, wake the sleeping lion? What is it? The Greyjoys? What yeah, is yeah. dead can never die? What is dead can <laughs> never die? That's a great point. Pusha doesn't care. He's like, and he's, but anyways, let's, let's talk a little bit more about Duppy Freestyle and some of the more interesting parts because at surface value it's a hit like that thing sick beat awesome production great verse catchy dope right right 100 percent. but i was gonna say now tell me tell me about this right right from the bat drake instead of targeting pusha and normally his through line anytime he's ever responded or said anything about pusha t has been yeah, you, you aren't as hard as you say that you are. Like, you didn't really deal drugs like that. Like, you're just talking about movies you watched, which might be true, but it doesn't matter. I believe Pusha T. I wouldn't test him. But Drake, that's his whole through line. But this time, he's just like, oh, yeah, like the writing thing. What about <laughs> what about like 72 hours ago when I was in Wyoming writing Yikes for your boy Kanye? <laughs> oh, shit. What about Is that, that what he's talking about? That's so there's a line in here where he says, I just left <laughs> I just left from over by y'all putting pen to the sheets. Oh shit. So he was out there helping write uh parts of Ye Ye's album. Yeah, and in particular, if you remember in the our first podcast yeah, yeah. me talking about Yikes, he wrote Oh shit. Yikes. <laughs> which is why shit it could sounds get. that's him. Medicine. Frightening. I knew I knew it was so familiar, man, but um the other thing is, is he references, I pin, pin, helped pin the lyrics to Father Stretch My Hands Part 1. I did 30 hours for him. I did his verse on pop style. Like he said, He's saying all that stuff. He's yeah. like, yo, if you're saying I'm whack because I use Ghost Riders, which Drake doesn't give a shit. Like, he's like, yeah, I do, but I'm still the best. He's like, how do you feel about the man that gave you your existence, your basically, career, now? Yeah. Uh, so that's that's really interesting. It's like uh, it's like in Four Year Old Virgin, when he when he's uh, not giving Kevin Hart the deal on the stereo system. It's like, is he with you? Is yes. he with you? <laughs> you both just got popped. You both just got popped, <laughs> dude. So so I hear that, and honestly, I didn't. That didn't resonate with me the first time through. The line that hit me the hardest and let me know that he was taking a shot at at yay was this line about virgil and he said i can never have a virgil in my circle and hold him back because he makes me nervous and i was like oh you just attacked kanye about kanye's best friend who is now the creative director of louis vuitton and it's a very sensitive thing like it's probably most likely true like kanye wanted to be successful in fashion and virgil's always been dope and been his creative director and like he never had that opportunity because he was always working for yay and then he finally leaves, does his own thing. And now like every off white thing, which is Virgil sells for crazy over retail value. He's creative director for Louis Vuitton. Everything he touches is dope. Right. So Drake hits a very sensitive note with that. That's incredible. And for me, when I heard that, I was like, shit, like this is dope and this is fire. But I, th- I think mom and dad are splitting up. <laughs> like yeah, that, that could be the, that's the type of thing that you say when you're like, I'm okay with never talking to this motherfucker again. Yeah. Because 
you know, I don't know. Listen, I don't know what it's like to have hundreds of millions of dollars sitting around in a rap career that will literally milk money for me the rest of my life. It's damning. But I can imagine that the king of pettiness and Mr. Bipolar might get into some some words over something like this. You know what mm. I mean? And uh, I, I just... The, so I this is the first time today is the first time I actually read through the lyrics, like really listened to it and read through the lyrics. Cause he says a lot of stuff and you know, that, that regular through line that Drake has about Pusha T comes up here, right? He says, uh, um, your brother said it was cause it was your cousin, then him, then you. So you don't rap what you did. You just rap what you knew. Don't be ashamed. It's, uh, it's basically him saying like, Hey man, you didn't actually sell drugs to anybody. Like maybe you sold drugs to college kids for Nikes, mm-hmm. but you weren't, you weren't like moving kilos like your Escobar in the eighties. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that hits pretty hard. I mean, if, if Pusha, if Pusha's taking that sort of thing personally, that could, that could hurt, that could hurt a man, that could hurt a man's feelings. Yeah, man. <clears throat> I feel, I feel like the reason like none of that resonates with Pusha is because that dude is from Norfolk, Virginia. And I don't know if you know anything about 757, but that's Nothing. like, there's a lot of talented artists that came out of there, but then there's also a lot of like violence and like crime that's in that area. So like, I, like I said at the beginning, I wouldn't fuck with Pusha T. <laughs> now, here's my here's my question, because, um, like I said, for a few days, Duppy Freestyle was basically like Drake with a smile on his face digging Pusha T's grave. And everyone was ready to push Pusha in. They were like, fuck it. Game's over. Pusha left. He's done. He fucked up. He took a shot at the king and it fucked up. Didn't work. And everyone's like, no, Pusha, don't, don't respond. <laughs> like, we're going to party. We're going to party with the chart topper until your career is dead. Don't do it. Yo, so the second I knew it wasn't done, because this, this, this track, Duppy Freestyle, closes out with him saying, yo, tell Ye we got an invoice coming your way since we just helped you sell another 20,000 20, albums of Pusha T's Daytona. Right. Which is double insulting because Pusha, is the president of good music, which is Kanye's label. And he's like, I'm sending the invoice to Ye because he's the guy that's really in control, right? (laughs) And then he he Instagrams it, the invoice, right? The second I knew Pusha wasn't done, he tweets out, send the invoice. I was like, oh, "Oh, shit. shit. (laughs) Oh, shit. Just a hard motherfucker not taking any shit from Drake. And so here's my question for you. Do you think that Pusha had added on, lined up, and ready to go, and was just kind of like, this motherfucker just mentioned my wife, my fiance, yeah. in this song. Now I definitely have to just let this go. Like, I, I think he had definitely all the pieces, maybe not completely put together, but he definitely had that album, that that mixed the single cover. For sure. The picture of Drake. He was just, wait, he was sitting he, on it, just waiting on it. And he was waiting. He's like, is he going to respond? And it was like, it's the meme, the nut button. <laughs> and he just slammed it. Slammed that button. Right. So the, the lyric we're referring to here is uh, is basically Drake mentions Pusha T's fiance, Virginia Williams, who's an actress. Um, he mentions Virginia Williams. And that is kind of pointed at as like, oh, so we're playing this prison style so we can go as far and as deep as we want. And I guess Drake signed up to go full like prison rules on this beef because, well, Pusha T released the story of Adidon. <laughs> and uh, 
it goes something like Graham, this. bitch, I'm on one. You mentioned wedding ring like it's a bad thing. Your father walked away at five, hell of a dad thing. Marriage is something that Sandy never had, Drake. How you a winner, but she keep coming in last place. Monkey suit, Dennis, you parade him. A Steve Harvey suit, nigga made him. Confused, always felt you weren't black enough. Afraid to grow it, cause your fro wouldn't nap enough. Since you name dropped my fiance, let them know who you chose as your Beyonce. Sophie knows better as your baby mother. Cleaned her up for IG, but the stench is on her. A baby's involved, it's deeper than rap. We talking character, let me keep with the facts. You are hiding a child, let that boy come home. Deadbeat motherfucker playing Border Patrol. Ooh, Adonis is your son, and he does. Just stop. Oh, He's already god. dead. Oh my god. So, uh this song is in terms of like pop rap just as fucking good as Duppy Freestyle if you ask me. I didn't know Pusha had it in him, but we're literally watching a cold-blooded killer murder a man. <laughs> <laughs> and it this is like there's levels to this shit. The picture mm-hmm. of Drake in blackface is hilarious. I'm staring at it right now. I mean, it is, uh, it's, (laughs) I have no idea. I have no words. I have no words for what this picture is. And that's how I first heard about this song. I was like, I got a, I got a, uh, I got a a notification on my phone from like some publication. Maybe it was like complex or something. And they were like, it's true. That picture of Drake in blackface is real. And I was like, what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you say Drake in blackface? And I was like, oh, it must be like, you know, when Prince Harry was wearing a Nazi uniform at a at a uh, Halloween party. Like maybe he was at a Halloween party and it was kind of a joke. And then I, I found the picture and I was like, this is a professional motherfucking picture right now. Like what is happening? And then the story, I understand the story behind the picture, right? It was, <clears throat> it was like in a brand photo shoot and he was trying, there was like a message that he was yeah, trying yeah. to send there. So the picture got diffused very quickly because there's a background there. There's a story there. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It already served its purpose. It did. And as, as a half black man myself, that is the worst fucking possible thing that could ever happen to your reputation if you're a famous rapper. Really? picture of you i'm terrified that there's some picture of me somewhere in blackface that i forgot about and pusha t is just waiting to reveal it to the world (laughs) pusha t just has a collection of pictures of half black men in blackface right as i'm at the height of my career i'm like man things are going so well i just won the crossfit games 18 times you're finally marrying katrin (laughs) does anyone in this room have any objections and pusha's like yeah (laughs) was so good (laughs) oh my god yeah so i didn't i mean listen i uh i know how bad it is when a white guy uses blackface because that's pretty terrible so (laughs) you know this this whole thing to me i was like i was like oh that's pretty fucked up yeah it's i I think it's even more and he touches on it in, in the song about Drake not being confident and being black enough <laughs> Always, he, because he like, he's light skinned as heck. Yeah, like, he really, he really, he really shoved that knife deep and then uh, twisted the fuck out of it. Says he won't let his hair grow out because he's afraid it won't nap enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, tell me, tell me, Chase. There's a there's a lot of layers in this song. Yeah, man. The first being, Drake should have never put 
Pusha T's. I don't even want to say her name. Shouldn't have ever put his his fiance, his just future case, wife, just in case that you wife's name in his mouth, because Push is just like, all right, listen, you little fucking raised by your mom, bitch. I'm gonna <laughs> slap that mouth out your mouth. So <laughs> slap that name out your mouth. Sorry. Whatever. <laughs> he starts out with a subtle diss diss towards baby, which is clear that he still hasn't let it go. He's basically saying. Yo, you're multi, but you don't look like it because Baby's the guy that cut your checks, which is reference to his old track from, I think, 2012, 231, uh, Exodus 231, which he basically calls out the entire Young Money thing, saying that they're disloyal and that they're all a bunch of like sycophants and just, you know, it's like one guy signed to another guy signed to another guy and nobody like Baby's the only person that has any talent and hmm. is managing these two guys getting the deals interesting um which is where the beef almost originally starts but if you go back further than that it really starts with the cover of uh i think it might have been the source i can't remember the exact magazine uh but anyways lil wayne and pharrell were on the cover of the source some magazine wearing wearing a bathing ape which is I don't know if you're familiar with Bathing Ape. Nope. Uh, They're wearing like ba- Bathing Ape, Baby Milo type of stuff, which is a clothing brand that was really big in that era, like mm-hmm. 2006 to, through 2008. And it honestly became super big because Kanye and Lil Wayne were like seen wearing it. Pharrell was seen wearing it. Um, but Pusha T and his brother, Malice, who formerly... I'm sorry. Could I, could I, I'm going to stop you right there. Pusha T's brother's name is Malice? Yeah, it's now no Malice, but it was Malice at the time. So his brother's basically like a fucking like Greek god of, 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 of badness. Yeah. Is he really that bad? Nah, Malice was like kind of like the... Like, I always felt like he was the more level-headed one, whereas Pusha T was like what? the grimy, like... Oh I'm a, God. I'm gonna say some real G'd up stuff. Like Can I Malice. tell you that Malice is such a bad fucking name? It's like so cool. Yeah, it's badass. Wow. Now it's no Malice, but they used That's to be the cool Clips, too. and hmm. they're from that Virginia Beach area, which is also where I believe Pharrell's from. Not important, but anyway, you were saying. Sorry <laughs> to interrupt. I just didn't know there was a rapper named no, Malice no, no, no. and then Pusha T's brother. That's fine. You're you're not you're in you're in the majority when you don't know that Malice exists, which is uh, you know disappointing. Anyways, as the clips, they used to wear uh, Bathing Ape, Milo, all that shit, right? And, like, Push T really felt like he was the person that put it on. And he basically called out Lil Wayne saying, you know, they put out a song off of Hell Half No Fury called Mr. Me Too. And it was Pharrell, Push T, and Malice. Except it was the clips and Pharrell. And it was, like, a really good song. Like, uh, you could probably play it's, like, Anyways, like it's a real catchy hook and it's just like Mr. Me Too. They're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, you too. Uh-huh. Someone should call you Mr. Me Too. But it's basically like saying, yo, we rocked it first, but I understand you too. Like, right? It was a diss at Lil Wayne and Pharrell for wearing that shit. Wow. And just basically taking their style and not crediting them with it. Lil Wayne gets asked about it in an interview. They're like, what do you make of this comment from Push T and Pharrell about you wearing bathing ape and he's like who the fuck's push t in the clips you're talking to a motherfucking legend basically just says i don't know about this disc because i don't even know he exists that's fantastic which in all fairness at that time he was on a lot of drugs probably had no idea that it that it did exist um 
But that spirals into a bunch of back and forth between Little Wayne, Pusha T, and it becomes this YMCB, you know, young money, cash money, entertainment bullshit versus the clips, and then later versus good music. Um, and we really see both sides start taking, like, bringing Baby into the picture, bringing Drake, bringing Kid Cudi, bringing Kanye. Baby means Birdman. Yeah, Birdman. So it's basically like these two t- two factions are at war against each other because of some shit. It's like very petty, very petty shit between Lil Wayne, who never really seemed like he was into the battle, and then Pusha <laughs> T, uh, who was very much into this battle. <laughs> Pusha T is like, you guys aren't authentic, and I hate you. So you're telling me Pusha T starts off this song by referencing uh, a a a. Uh, beef that he had with Lil Wayne and Young Money 12 years ago. Pretty much. But it was ongoing throughout the entire time. Dude, this guy's memory, he does not forget, he does not forgive. And and he's most recently, like, the reason Infrared happened was because I want to say maybe 2014, Drake put out a song called Two Birds, One Stone. If you remember it, you might want to play it. This would be a good time to play it. You want to listen to it? Alright, let's listen to it. Let's find Two Birds, One Stone. Not guilty. Gave back to the city and never said it if I didn't live it. But still they try and tell you I'm not the realest. Like I'm some privileged kid that never sat through a prison visitor. Like it was just handed to me tied with a ribbon. I never worked to get it. But really it's you with all the drug dealer stories. It's got to stop though. You made a couple chops and now you think you choppo. If you ask me though, you ain't lying to the trunk with kilos. You bagging weed watching Pacino with all your niggas like this what we need to be on. But you never went live. You middleman in this shit boy. You was never them guys. I could tell because I look most of you dead in your eyes. And you'll be trying to sell that story for the rest of your lives. Can't show us where the cash is. Me, I don't judge. I'm just going off what the math is. Numbers inflated. They all look at me like... So... That song seemingly comes out, and to someone like you, you probably listen to that, and you're like, okay, it's like a cool song. It's like, whatever. Right. Take it or leave it. It was just like a, it was just a onesie that got, got released, just whatever. Right. Out there into the world before more life dropped. But as you get into that song, later into that song, <laughs> you have a line that says, you made a couple chops, and now you think you chopo. If you ask me, though, you ain't... <laughs> You ain't lining the trunk with kilos. You bagging weed watching Pacino with all of you. Uh, it's a Pusha T diss track. So it's Pusha T, and then at the end, he hits Kid Cudi for no reason. What? Why? Are because you... Kid Cudi, during his uh, dark times, which would have been right after Speeding Bullet to Heaven, which I talked about in another podcast, uh, said some shit on Twitter towards Drake that was very un-Kid Cudi-like, very unloving. And... <laughs> Probably came out of a very jealous area, but he said some shit um, to Drake, and Drake just put out both these, and he kind of like takes a stab at him for having like a mental illness, saying oh. he's like a weak person for having Ouch. a mental illness. Ouch! Um, That's harsh, let me, Drake. Let me, let me see if I can find. That's it. real harsh. Man, yeah, I remember. You stay zanned and perked up, so when reality set in, you don't gotta face it. Oh, <sighs> man, Drake, you shouldn't have done that. Anyways, so he takes these shots. So. Push T definitely remembered that shit, and he was just like, I got put out infrared just to see if I can bait this guy. Boom, infrared works, Duppy freestyle. Then we have story of it added on, however you say that damn name. And, yeah, now we're back to it. So, I think it's uh, I think it's fair to say that the story of added on, I believe that's how you pronounce it, 
the story of Adidon uh, basically murks Drake. Is that the right word? Yeah. It makes a lot of accusations that are like very damning. Because first of all, the name of it, Adidon, I don't know if I'm saying it right. But that, that was supposed to be the name of Drake's line of footwear with Adidas that he was supposed to do. Don't know if that's still happening, but it was named supposedly what Pusha T is making an accusation of. It was named after his son that he has with a porn star named Adonis. Oh. And since then, there's <laughs> oh been God. pictures of this, the accused porn star with a child taken and posted in places like the Shade Rooms, Instagram. You can see that shit. Um, and just because, you know, what's also alarming is that Drake responded, but he didn't respond to that accusation right he responded to the picture yeah he's just like i gotta clean up this picture thing but the other shit's true (laughs) (laughs) oh my god right so there's not there's nothing to speak on about right um basically pusha came out in this song and was like hey dude remember all that mean stuff that you said about my friends and me well you know you're being a deadbeat dad like fuck you 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 have a kid that you're you're not you're not being a father to all right, guess what? You didn't have a father either. Yeah. Doesn't that hurt, Drake? And doesn't he, that hurt? <laughs> you didn't have a father. Now this kid doesn't have a father. And it's like, stop. Dude, one of the one stop of the me- pushing. one of the meanest lines for me in that entire song comes at the beginning when he's talking about Drake's mom. And he's like, How how you keep winning and she keeps losing, Drake? Like, why is she still by <laughs> herself? And I was like, God damn. Right. Oh, so Sandy is Drake's mom. Yeah. So he's like, oh shit. That entire line is 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 really, really painful. So he basically says, Pusha says, uh, you mentioned wedding ring like it's a bad thing. Your father walked away at five. Hell of a dad thing. Marriage is something that Sandy never had, Drake. How you a winner, but she keeps coming in last place. <sighs> Ouch. <sighs> Ouch. As a true mama's boy, I Ouch. know that hurts. <laughs> that really, really I'm hurts. just thinking of like Sandy. She's just <laughs> She just has to take this shot. She can't <laughs> respond to Pusha T. She doesn't have those lyrical acrobats. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and you know he doesn't beat around the bush either, right? Pusha just goes straight for the straight for the jugular, right? Uh, we're talking character. Let me keep with the facts. You are hiding a child. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Yeah. That's how I respond to any direct message that gets sent to me on Instagram and I don't know who it is. I just put, you are hiding a child in all caps. That's what you texted me today. Uh, And just to put the cherry on top of this murder pie, Pusha just decides to just nuke 40, OVO 40. Yeah. He's like, oh, you you have MS? Doesn't that fucking suck? You're gonna die soon. Isn't that crazy? You can't stand up straight. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He ba- he basically is just like, I, I will go to places that you're not willing to go because I don't give a shit. <laughs> I will make fun of people that are actively disabled. Yeah. And in, in an attempt to just hurt your feelings. The funny part I think about that, not that any of it's really funny, other than it being hilarious. The funny part about it is that. Uh, OVO 40 was like, hey, not that you give a shit or anything, but tomorrow's National MS Day. So if, you know, anybody wants to bring any sort of like positive light from this, there's that. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Pusha has no chill. I would never fuck with this guy. I'm pre-booking the churches. Me versus three hearses. 
if we all go to hell, it'd be worth it. So he's talking about baby, Lil Wayne, Drake. Incredible. God bless. Incredible. Such, now, such great writing. Here's where, here's where this is. This gets a little hazy for me, because I heard on each side there was kind of like a Godfather person type character who came in and was like. Stop this before someone dies. Stop it now. What are you youngins doing? Stop killing each other over words. So what the fuck's going on? Who is Jay Prince? And and what is happening? Um, I would like to be able to say more securely who Jay Prince is. But he's apparently somebody in Drake's circle that he trusts a lot. Or at least is willing to listen to in this situation. But basically, Jay Prince messages Drake and says, you just need to not respond. This isn't going to come out fruitful either way. <clears throat> wow. So, uh, Jay Prince, otherwise known as James Prince, hey. is uh, the CEO of a Houston rap company named rap and he was a boxing manager for people like Andre Ward and Floyd Mayweather Jr. Yeah. According to his thing. And it says, uh, yeah, it's, that's really, I would really respect, I would definitely take the word of somebody that has managed Floyd, Floyd Mayweather because Floyd's done a lot of stupid shit. And I guarantee you that guy probably told him not to do it each time. <laughs> wow. I, I honestly can't believe, I can't believe that this, this went to the point where outside third parties who have nothing invested in this are like, stop it. You're killing him. Stop it. This, is, this can end only in darkness. Don't allow this to take over your life. And, uh, and on, on Push's side, it's Kanye. Kanye's like, I'm about positivity, everybody. Everybody, I'm about positivity. The beef is over. <laughs> Yeah, essentially, he's like, I've always been about love. <clears throat> you know what, in reality, <laughs> what in reality it is, is like, I feel like Kanye looked at his hard drive and saw all those verses from Drake, <laughs> and he was just like, <laughs> long, <laughs> long-term goals, short-time needs. <laughs> um, yeah, so, unfortunately, <clears throat> fortunately, I don't know, whatever side of the ball you're on, the beef is now over. And hopefully this still means that a potential Kanye Drake album will happen at some time, at some point. I Okay, so I'm, I'm currently looking this up right now. And uh, what I'm finding is Jay Prince is one of Drake's mentors, apparently. Mm. But he also is saying that Drake recorded and was ready to release quote a career ending diss track response back to Pusha T and that Jay Prince was like don't do this don't do this I don't believe that <clears throat> I don't believe that for a second because I don't I, I feel like if he had if he had another you know fucking top of the billboard hit in him he would have gone after it already but that said Drake has an album coming out soon yeah June 29th two weeks which means that maybe between now and then, Drake's going to have a change of mind. He's going to pop a couple bottles of champagne. <laughs> he's going to sleep with a couple porn stars. I'm upset. Names, whose names he's afraid to mention. God bless. Ashamed to mention? Whose names he's ashamed to mention. 
and uh, you know, maybe he's just gonna do you think after it. Do you think he's ashamed, or if he does it out of politeness? I think he does it out of politeness. He doesn't want to blow up their whole world. Can you imagine it coming out that you slept with Drake? I don't need that. I think that would that would make a lot of. Uh, I think that would make a lot of people's careers, namely porn stars' careers. Look what happened to Stormy Daniels. She's like you think making more money now than she ever has before. So I don't know, but uh, to quote Kanye, "I'm about love." Lines were crossed. You are hiding a child, and it's not good for anyone. <laughs> so this is dead now. Quote Kanye. So this is dead now, and by this he means Drake, because Pusha murdered that guy God, and buried him in the desert. <clears throat> So if you find his body before his album's released, please bring him back. We want to honor him for the, <laughs> his contributions to rap. God bless. Yeah, Scorpion, 629. God bless. I hope it's better than Views. I, I like Views, but not very many people like that. And I and I was saying earlier today to somebody that the climate feels very similar to that of when Views was released. When Views came out, it was very much like, man, Drake's owning the charts. He's got controller. He's got Hotline Bling. He's got pop style. Like, this guy can't miss. And then Views came out, and everybody was like, meh. Ooh, he missed. Meh. Yeah. So it well, feels like that. We got God's Plan. We got Look at Boy. Whatever, whatever the name of that song is. Duppy Freestyle. We got all these hits, other than I'm Upset. And, man, I just, I just hope it's not a flop. I hope... I hope he delivers. It's not bloated. There's no fluff. He delivers something like Take Care. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough because he's literally following up maybe the greatest five weeks and four weeks in rap releases ever. God. I mean, we went we went fucking Daytona, Yay, Kid See Ghosts, and Nasir, and every single one of those tracks are awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's like a few... There's a few tracks which on the low end are good. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's you're talking 28 tracks that just kill it and it got better and better I felt as, on, as Yeah, honestly. Like if if just what the little pieces I've heard of the of the streaming party of the of the whatever live stream of Nas are yeah. any indication God bless. Dude. Anyway, so uh so hopefully we'll have we'll have the high quality version and the uh the full track listing and stuff for nasir out sometime soon maybe next week we can do that uh and then follow that up the following week with um drake's new album so we'll see how everything goes hopefully this gave you a little bit of insight into what the hell was going on with that drake Pusha T uh beef because honestly i needed to have it laid out for me like a conspiracy theory and I, I'm lucky enough to have a rap genius like Chase sitting in front of me, you know, giving me all the deets. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Chase, uh, plug your shit, bud. Yeah, yeah. Chase504 on Instagram. Uh, pretty active on there. Twitter, not so much. But hit me up. Send me, send me ideas for shit you want to have reviewed. Awesome. And uh, I am at Arm & Hammer TV. You're listening to Four Ears on Arm & Hammer TV. We have a lot of different podcasts that are coming out there, including Scales Needed, uh, which also has me and Chase on it. And uh, really love your support. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And we're going to catch you next week. Later.